Stop wasting time searching for deals on the guns and gear you want. Let Gundelio do the work for you. Download Gundelio for free, enable notifications, and start saving. You'll find hot deals, exclusive offers, and more. Trigger the deals. Gundelio. All right, it's time for Gun Talk. Let's do a little, well, talk about guns. I'm Tom Gresham. I'm your host. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to share some stories. I'm going to do a confession for you because I screwed up this week, and I'll have that story. Maybe it's a teachable moment for a lot of folks. I, I hope so. Better to learn from the experiences and the errors of others than to have to recreate them yourself. We'll be talking about that for too long. A lot of things going on. We're going to be talking about uh, what's going on with gun sales, the rise in gun sales, and also this election, how those two go together. We're going to be talking about uh, using an AR-15 for defensive use. We also have some stories out of the news. We just had a, a terrible story out of, I think it was Indiana, where a pizza delivery guy, 19-year-old pizza delivery guy, is robbed. Guy tries to rob him. Pizza delivery guy shoots and kills the robber. And then the robber's 17-year-old girlfriend accomplice comes up after the fact and shoots and kills the pizza delivery guy. So you got two people dead. And the guy who used a gun in self-defense then lets his guard down, is talking to the person at the house, I guess calling the police. And we talk about this in training. We say, you know, stay plugged in. This is where you get really good training. Until the police are there, you're still in a gunfight. You don't know who else is out there. Wolves and rats travel in packs. And this 17-year-old girl just walked up to him and shot him point, point blank and killed him. So, once again, we talk about expectations, how you can actually harm yourself with your expectations. If you, in your mind, if you have any idea what the threat will look like, that's a mistake. If you have any idea or you think, oh, this is what, you know, an attacker would look like to me, big, male, whatever it is, you need to get that out of your mind because you don't know what it's going to look like. You also need to get some serious training where you understand that you need to stay plugged in until the police get there. And then and only then do you let your guard down, which means seeking cover, calling 911, stay on the phone with them when you're behind cover, understanding that the bad guy, even though he's on the ground, may get back up, may get back into the fight. Or as we say, as this terrible situation shows, there could be more than one, and it may be somebody you're not expecting that the threat comes from. Just just food for thought. I'll also have some more food for thought for you in just a little bit about uh, <laughs> how things can go wrong. Yeah, I screwed up. I had an ND. Tell you a little bit more about that in just a few minutes. But first, I want to bring in our friend Alan Gottlieb from the Second Amendment Foundation because we have a first time ever virtual gun rights policy conference this year. Hey, Alan, we're looking forward to this. Hey, Tom, so am I. It's really kind of exciting, and uh, the Gun Rights Policy Conference, I guess, has exploded on us over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we now have a record number of speakers. It'll be a, a, a little over 120. Wow. We already have a record registration. Over 1,800 people have now uh, <laughs> signed up for it. 
Yeah. And the good thing about signing up for it is that means you're also people who do who, who do register are going to get a digital Second Amendment library uh, information to download and to have a library you know digitally oh. uh, in in their library. Since we normally give out free lots of free books, we can't give out the free books in person. We're giving right. give give them a library digitally. Uh, and uh, we got it, it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, I'll be streaming on multiple platforms. We haven't released that information yet, but it will be on Facebook Live and YouTube and Zoom and other places as well. We last year the people who uh, got the conference, you know, we had 1,100 attendees in person, mm-hmm. but we had a little over 100,000 people that streamed it or, or, or watched it on, you know, after it was archived. We're hoping this year we're going to be at 250,000 to 300,000 people. This is going to be the largest gun rights event in the history of America, and I'm really kind of excited. Um, likewise, yeah. because it's likewise because it's uh, virtual. Uh, we've got some very interesting speakers. Uh, we have we haven't been announced publicly yet. So I'm doing this for the first time on your show. Okay. Uh, Congressman Congressman Steve Scalise from Louisiana is going to speak. Uh, Congressman Don Young from Alaska, and Don Young, of course, now is the most senior member of the House of Representatives. Uh, Senator Tillis from North Carolina will be speaking. Senator Daines from Montana will be speaking. Uh, Joe Bartosi, the president of uh, National Youth Sports Foundation, will be speaking along with the executive director of, of uh, NRA ILA and the heads of Gun Owners of America, Jews for Preservation of Arms Ownership, the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep Our Arms, the Second Amendment Foundation. We have a very fun uh, porch, 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 porch side chat with yeah. Matt and Merce- Matt Mercedes Schlapp. Matt Schlapp, of course, is uh, a Fox News contributor and president or chairman of the, of the American Conservative Union. Mm-hmm. Mercedes Schlapp was a White House counselor who now has a key position in the Trump campaign. And speaking of Trump campaign, Kim Rohde, uh, our, uh, our Olympic gold medalist shooter, is mm-hmm. going to make, be making a pitch for, for the Trump campaign uh, representing gun owners for Trump, uh, which I'm on the advisory board of and is part of the official campaign itself, Trump for president. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, you'll be speaking, uh, you know, Mark Walters from Armed American Radio, John Mott, uh, you know, who's obviously the, our intellectual ammunition for the gun rights movement with this research, A.W.R. Hawkins from Breitbart, uh, Cam Edwards from, uh, uh, you know, uh, and, and, you know, and, and Alan, I, w- I want to say the thing that people need to understand is this is all free. I mean, even, of course, when we, we're doing it virtual this year because of COVID, but in years past, it's all free. And you always got this huge stack of books and you got to hear all these people. Well, it's free this year and it's virtual and you're going to get the stack of books electronically and it makes it actually easier. You don't have to drive or fly anywhere and you don't have to stay at a hotel you can just stay at home or be wherever you are, and you can take in the whole. Uh, this is the motherload of gun rights information. It really is. And I have to recall the motherload of uh, the over motherload of gun rights information. <laughs> but again, to get that free digital library, you do have to register. So you have ah. to go to saf.org, saf.org. Um, and uh, one of the sliding banners across the top, they, they, they rotate, hit the one for the Gun Rights Policy Conference, go to the page it takes you to, and fill out the registration form. It'll also give you more information of where it's being streamed, how to get it, uh, you know, and uh, who, who's speaking. And it'll be updated daily on the website all next week, plus you'll get the email blast letting you know the new things are happening at it. And it's also going to be, Tom, I don't know how this is going to work out, so um, I'm sort of... T- literally talking about it, but, you know, we, GFC, we usually have networking at Friday night and Saturday night receptions. 
Right. We're going to have a Zoom. We're going to have a Zoom networking receptions on Friday and Saturday night, and the registrants will get uh, emailed out to them uh, a, a, a menu on how to make various different cocktails to drink at the reception, oh. and how to make various different hors d'oeuvres as well to eat while they're chatting and talking with other gun rights leaders across the country. It's good. That'll be kind of interesting. That's going to be interesting. Well, you know, and part of this. I understand your trepidation on this. is It's exciting, but it's also intimidating because you're trying to use all this technology in a way that we've never done it before. And we don't know how many people are going to show up. So we don't know. We really just don't know how it's going to work. But it's exciting. And I would encourage people to try to be a part of this thing because, they've look, Al, they've heard you and me talk about this for many years. Gun Rights Policy Conference is, what, 35 years now? Uh, yes, 35 years older than my children. <laughs> <laughs> it is where the leaders of the gun rights movement, whether they are national leaders or state leaders, get together to discuss what's working for us, what challenges do we have, here's a new way of looking at something, oh, here's something that's going on over there that we didn't know about, but it's kind of like what we're doing over here. And it really, I always say, it recharges your batteries. When you come through this, you, you listen to these speakers, you go, Wow, I really seriously need to get off my duff and get into the fight here. I hope it does at this time being virtual. Uh, you know, the energy in the room is, mag- is, is magnetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll do it virtually, particularly in light of the fact we have a very important election coming up uh, that's going to determine the future of gun rights in our country. And so this is an extra important gun rights policy conference. And again, doing this, like you said, you know, Streaming it with 120 different speakers, uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting. And of course, we have like 15 plus attorneys talking about all the litigation going on across the country mm. for Second Amendment rights. So uh, I mean, that's the most number of attorneys. Because there's actually more litigation going on now than ever before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where a lot of the action is taking place. You know, and I always say, for me, that's why this election is so important. It's judges and justices. If you have the right judges and the right justices who actually do honor the law as opposed to trying to make decisions based on what, quote-unquote, the court of history will think of them later on, which is what I think is John Roberts' problem right now. But if we get the right judges and justices, we're going to be in a good position. And that, for me, is what this election is really all about. Yeah, it is. And the panels are really interesting. We talk about you know winning firearms freedom, one lawsuit at a time on the legal things. Uh, Joe Bertrosi is going to give us a state of the industry uh, address on, on where the farm industry is right now with all the new mm-hmm. new gun sales, new gun owners coming in. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite panels, I think, is going to be something called uh, the BS attack on the right to keep and bear arms, BS standing for Bloomberg Soros. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, there's just a whole lot of interesting the media and corporate America's attacks on the Second Amendment. Um, you know, how to, uh, in, in this new techno age, how, how to be, communicate with people and, and you know, and to protect gun rights. Uh, your prescription for firearms freedom by you know by various doctors to, who are have done a lot of research and, and oppose a lot of the you know so-called medical attacks, trying mm-hmm. to make gun ownership a social a, a medical social disease, so to speak. It, it's just an amazing agenda we have going on. Um, Let me go over it again. Have, by the way, you, go ahead, go ahead. We also have, a, because it is virtual, we're able to bring a lot of people that we normally couldn't be able to get to attend. So there's a whole lot of international stuff going on. We have speakers from uh, gun rights activists from New Zealand, uh, from Australia, from Canada, from the U.K., from, from uh, the EU. Uh, it's gonna, I mean, there's a whole more international flavor to this one because we're able to reach people, you know, Italy, 
uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how, how gun rights are under attack all over and what's, what anti-gun people are proposing in other countries that they want to bring to, the, to America. Okay, and let me give out some details here. This is happening Friday, Saturday, September 19th and 20th. Well, it's coming right up. Well, uh, Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, 19th and 20th. Oh, Saturday and Sunday. Thank you. Saturday and Sunday, 19th and 20th. Uh, also, you, you sign up by going to saf.org. That's Second Amendment Foundation, saf.org, and you register. Then you're going to get an email. Then you're going to get the alerts and tells you how to sign in and uh, get a lot of other information. So, yeah, September 19th, 20th. Thank you, Alan. Uh, for the Gun Rights Policy Conference. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, this is a lot of work. I know you've got a great team that's put this thing together. It's pretty exciting. I can't wait. Well, I can't wait to see you online. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had some fun. I pulled Ryan in, so we had a nice conversation uh, on video, and so uh, we'll have that video up as well. Listen, i got to run. I appreciate your time, my friend, and uh, this is going to be fun. It's coming weekend. Thank you, Tom. See you online. All right. You take care. All right. When we come back. It's confession time. I'm going to tell you about my negligent discharge, my ND that I had this week, how it happened, and what I learned, and maybe what all of us can learn from that. We'll be right back. Introducing the all-new St. Victor from Springfield Armory. Our versatile line of battle-ready configurations designed for serious shooters and built on the rock-solid Saint platform for unwavering reliability. Available in carbine-length rifle, SBR, and pistol configurations, each Saint Victor is purpose-built and loaded with features to deliver ultimate performance under extreme conditions. The all-new Saint Victor from Springfield Armory. Never a victim. Always the victor. A new 80s retro Glock, and you can win it. The Glock P80 was the very first pistol Glock created when it became the Glock 17. The P80 is now available for the first time ever from LipsysGuns.com. Go to GunTalk.com win to enter. The grand prize includes a Glock P80, a Crossbreed Holsters prize pack, and a loaded Lipsys swag bag. Enter at GunTalk.com win. When someone leaves you their gun collection, you may want a few, but what do you do with the rest? How do you sell them? Who do you call? Well, I call Johnny Dury at Dury's Guns. Whether you're selling one gun or 500, they'll tell you what it's worth and write you a check. Simple, quick, easy, fair. I trust Dury's Guns. Give them a call. Dury'sGuns.com. For more than 70 years, Timney Triggers has been enhancing the shooter's experience. Whether it's a local competition, a day at the range, or even the hunt of a lifetime, setting the standard in aftermarket triggers, Timney is now producing more than 170 models of triggers for bolt-action rifles, shotguns, AR rifles, and semi-automatic rifles. Proudly made in the USA since 1946. Find your new trigger at TimneyTriggers.com. Well, they say that confession is good for the soul. I don't know if that's true, but it's my time to confess. I uh, went to the shooting range. Actually, it's kind of a wide spot in the trail that we use up here uh, behind the cabin. Uh, this week, to, uh, took my wife. We were shooting the new, to us, uh, Shield, the Smith & Wesson 
MMP Shield EZ, 9mm. And this was the performance center gun. And worked great, triggers wonderful, shoots really well. Discovered a, a really cool feature I was not aware of. I knew that they had reduced the, uh, the strength of the spring or the slide, so it's easier to work the slide. But they also made a modification on the magazine that makes it very easy to load magazines. Put little tabs on either side of the follower. It sticks out on the side of the magazine. You just slide those down, pinch them with your thumb and forefinger. You push the spring down. Now it's just easy to drop ammo in. and No more shoving down with your thumb and tearing up your thumb and all that. It really makes the pistol easy. That was not the gun where I had the ND. And the ND, for those who don't know, is a negligent discharge. It used to be called an accidental discharge, and a lot of us said, yeah, you know, yeah, it is, but it's also generally caused by negligence. In this case, certainly was the case for me. <sighs> what happened? Well, first of all, uh, real quick, nobody got hurt, nothing got shot. Because why? Because of muzzle discipline. I am such a fanatic about muzzle discipline of pointing a gun in a safe direction that not for a moment, not for an instant, not for a nanosecond do I ever want to point a gun at something I'm not willing to destroy. One of the rules, the four rules of gun safety. It was a Smith & Wesson snub-nose 38 with a shrouded hammer. These are not as well-known, not as popular as a regular hammer gun or a double-action-only gun. Shrouded hammer... The frame actually has a shroud built into it, and the hammer is still available, but just as a little bitty nub, not much there. So you could, in fact, cock the hammer using that little nub and fire it single action. Obviously, single action gets you a much lighter trigger pull. I had not shot this gun. It's, uh, I've had it for a while, but it was I haven't shot it. And... Took it to the range. We were out there, loaded it up, and I was explaining to my wife how the you know, you, this one you can actually, unlike our double action only revolvers, you can cock this little hammer, the nub there. And so I cocked it and was demonstrating that. And then my intention was to lower the hammer, as you would if you'd cocked a double action and you want to lower the hammer again. And you get a hold of the hammer with your thumb, typically. And then you, while holding the hammer, you press the trigger, release that, and then you lower the hammer. I've done that a thousand plus times, but not with this configuration revolver. Turns out, again, because I hadn't tested it, complacency on my part, sure. Um, unfamiliarity with this particular revolver, yes. Trying something with it I hadn't tried before and doing it with live ammo, that was a problem. You start stacking them up and all accidents almost always, and certainly in aviation, which is my other world, we talk about the accident chain. A series of events happens. Generally it's not just one thing. It happens as a result of making more than one mistake or more than one situation develops. In my case, it's clearly mistakes. Again, kept it pointing in a safe direction. This particular revolver has a delightful, it turns out, single action trigger pull. <laughs> it just was a bit too delightful in this situation. 
It's probably, I haven't put the scale on it, but I'm guessing it has about a one and a half pound trigger pull, single action. It is very light, which is okay. As long as you know that, you can control it. And, and in reality, this is not a revolver you're going to shoot single action. You're not going to be doing any fine target work with it. You're not going to be doing any long range work with it. In retrospect, I'm not sure what the argument is for this configuration. It's a cool looking revolver. But anyway, I cocked the hammer, put my finger on the trigger, and put my thumb on top of this little nub of a hammer, but not very firmly. And I just applied too much pressure on the trigger before I got a hold of the hammer, and it went off. Bang. That was holding it with my right hand. My left hand was underneath the revolver. Again, nothing in front of the muzzle. And what I hit with it was Idaho and nothing else. And my wife, who is a good shooter and knows guns, she says, did you mean to do that? And I said, no, I did not. And we took a moment, we paused and looked at that and went, well, that was very interesting. I, I guess what I offer out of this is a bit of reflection. How did that happen? You look at the events leading up to it. How did it happen and nothing got hurt? Well, that goes back to the muzzle discipline. And I don't know if this is a, a fair analogy, but I have in my mind thought of this idea of muzzle discipline, of always being careful with the muzzle, as something close to a religious fanaticism. I am absolutely fanatical about pointing muzzle in a safe direction, not for a moment do you get careless with it. And I have been known to bark at people at the range that I'm working with who we're a bit careless with where the muzzle points. And this is an excellent example of why. Stuff happens, even when you don't intend for it to happen. So, you know, thank goodness for my training. Some of it kicked in. Um, an education for me. And look, a lot of people have had NDs out there. If you hang around with this stuff, this is dangerous stuff. It can happen. Now, this is going to happen to everybody, but it can happen. Point that muzzle in a safe direction. Review your safety practices and make a promise to be safe all the time. 866-TALK-GUN. Gun Talk. Be right back. All right, we're back with Tom Gresham. It's Gun Talk. If you'd like to uh, join us online, guntalk.com is where you can find a lot of the things we do. We have a lot of things going on. The uh, new series of uh, Guns and Gear is available now on the Sportsman Channel. First Person Defender, we got a new episode tonight. Check out guntalktv.com and on Gun Talk's Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Android TV, iOS app, Android app, Chromecast, <laughs> anywhere you can find videos. You can find First Person Defender and, of course, uh, the new Gundelio website. Uh, you know Gundelio as an app, but we have Gundelio.com where you can go and find people saying, where's the ammo? Where are the guns? Gundelio.com. You can find them right there. Well, speaking about, you know, where are the ammo? Where's the guns? Joe Bartosi joins us right now. He's president of the National Shooting Sports Foundation. And, Joe, you and I have been through a lot of these buying sprees and things over the years. I've never seen anything like this before. Have you? No, I haven't. You know, we had the, the last big push, I guess, that I, that I would point to would be 2012, 2013. Uh, and even that couldn't compare to what we're seeing today. So, yeah, this is really something, something um, spectacular we're seeing. You probably get the same questions I do. People say, well, 
why don't they just gear up and, and make more ammo? Why do they just make more guns, right? I mean, you were in the gun business. You understand this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like anything else, the supply chain for building guns or ammunition stretches quite a ways. You know, there are, there are suppliers, parts, and tool makers, and uh, punch presses, you know, that, that stretch a long way. So you can't mm-hmm. just turn it on, and, and then at some point you turn it off. It creates havoc everywhere you go. So, the, the, you know, the smart companies are really being very very uh, methodical and very cautious and very smart about what they're doing and how they're investing. But I can tell you, the folks that I've been talking to in the industry, they are, they are working around the clock. They're doing what they can uh, to, to, to get those shelves restocked. But the, the unprecedented surge, I mean, just looking at some of the numbers, from, from last year to this year, mm-hmm. 95% increase in firearms and 139% increase in, in the sales of ammunition. So you're Jeez. talking about more than double the amount of ammo from last year to this year and almost 100% more of guns from last year and this year. So any company to go and double up their capacity is, is a challenge, no matter what you're doing. Well, you know, again, anybody at any company understands, if, if somebody came in and said, okay, I want you guys to increase our sales and production 20% at a year, people would go, are you kidding? We can't do 20% increase in a year. <laughs> I mean, that, that would right. be like, that would... If you were the sales manager and somebody told you you had to increase sales by twenty percent a year, you would uh, you'd have a hard time, wouldn't you? You would have a hard time, yeah. Because again, trying to expand your trusted supply base, you know, getting all of your I mean, I mean, everything from blueprints to tools and punches and and material, raw material. I mean, it's just not that easy. So to go from to go to a ninety five percent increase in the course of a year, again, it's unprecedented. It's it's unbelievable, and I know these companies are working as hard as they can to fulfill the orders that they have, and they have a lot of orders. I was explaining to somebody, I said, you know, if you're a gun company, you have projected out for the next 12 months, and you've placed your orders for steel and for parts and for springs and for grips and for everything else, and all of a sudden, that 12-month supply that you had ordered, you just got went through it in six weeks. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And, and, and now, where again, do you go? Exactly. You know, your suppliers are, are, are stretched. And by the way, you know, a lot of these suppliers uh, are dealing with the pandemic issues. A lot of them, you know, you're trying to keep these folks open. I know they're, you know, the industry has been deemed as an essential, you know, uh, critical infrastructure, essential mm-hmm. business. But that doesn't always trans- translate all the way down the supply chain to some of the smaller uh, suppliers. Oh, that's they have interesting. to make sure they, they remain open. So you have to really, you know, it's, it's a big challenge. And frankly, I'm surprised and, and pleasantly surprised that the industry is doing as well as it is to keep to keep the shelves as stocked as they are. And, and I know that's been a challenge. You know, and people say, well, I can't find anything locally at my stores. Well, that certainly can be true. But at the same time, there are ways. You, you know, I think you just have to be creative. You have to put in orders with your local store. There are real orders, like with real money down, get an order in. But also you can start looking online. And that whole structure has changed where... You can actually find something online, but it still gets shipped to your gun store. So your gun store right. is going to make some money out of the deal. It's 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 a little different from what we would have thought of ten or fifteen or twenty years ago. Yeah, to be sure. I mean, the the whole the ability to go online and find things, and as you say, ship it directly to your local dealer, so so you can support your guy, uh, mm-hmm. your you know your gun shop, your local range that's that's providing ammo or whatever. So that that's a good thing, and we didn't. You're right. We didn't have that 10, 15 years ago uh, right. to the extent we have it today. So 
Um, that really is helpful. And, you know, again, being creative, searching, and, and you know, trying to be the first one in line to, 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 to hit send to get that ammo or they get, to get that gun sent over to, your, to the local shop, that's just part of the deal right now. Well, of course, all of this you know, comes from COVID first and then the riot slash protest, you know, defund the police, whatever the, the movement is. People are just nervous. And then you add in the upcoming election, which has gotten people very nervous because we see Joe Biden's campaign and the Democratic platform that is basically the, well, it was it's not basically, it was written by the gun ban lobby. Everything from confiscations to gun bans to magazine bans to gun quotas and everything else. And a lot of people are just nervous about it. But, and Joe, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I always go back and say, look, you could be nervous about it and you could buy stuff now. But the most important thing you can do is make sure that your vote counts in the elections to be involved, to vote, also to volunteer, to donate, to do all that stuff. Because, frankly, if and this is just me. I know you can't take the position on it, but if Joe Biden wins, it's a loss for gun rights. Uh, and that's why, I mean, that's going to spin me all the way up to the whole gunvote.org campaign, which is not only huge, but it's getting bigger by the week now. Right. I mean, it, every election, every four years, we always, you know, there's always someone who's out there saying, you know, this is the most important election of our lifetime. You know, and it becomes almost cliche to say this, but mm-hmm. I have to tell you, this there cannot be a more stark contrast between President Trump and Joe Biden and and the Democrats for uh, on their side than it, than I've ever seen. I mean, as you say, here here's Joe Biden literally vowing on national television to take down the gun industry. Imagine take, taking down a lawful, constitutionally protected industry made up of hundreds of thousands of great Americans. That you're just going to come in and take us take us down? What kind of talk is that from a candidate? But I've never heard such a thing. And so it's not just rhetoric. These people are serious. There is a, as you said, there's a wish list of gun ban, gun confiscation, uh, regulations, registration. You name it, they've got it on the table uh, to pull the trigger. No pun intended. If Biden should get elected, so mm-hmm. is this the most important election? If you're a Second Amendment supporter, if you like to shoot. If you like to hunt, you know, yeah, it is very important. Well, Joe Biden literally said the American firearms industry is the enemy. And he repeated yeah, those were his exact he says, words. Yeah. He, said, he said, it is the, he says, not gun owners. He says, it is the gun industry that's the enemy. And he has literally vowed to destroy the industry, to shut down gun manufacturing in the United States. And for people who think, oh, you gun guys, don't. Don't believe us. Go to the Joe Biden campaign website, look under the crime category, and you will see the entire wish list of gun bans and confiscations and everything else they have. It's not us saying it. It's it's them saying it. So if you would, Joe, describe what gunvote.org is. Right. Now, we've seen um, over the years that a lot of times gun owners, hunters in particular, they're not particularly reliable when it comes to getting out to the polls. Uh, on election day, so what we, we do it. We've taken the opportunity um, to really have a, a, a big and serious campaign uh, to get re- gun owners registered to vote, and then to provide education on candidates' positions vis-a-vis the Second Amendment and the fi- and firearms in general. You know, so we, we, we've taken this website and we've created 
um, basically a platform for you. You can go on this website, gunvote.org, and you can link to your state registrar of voters, and you can actually register to vote right straight through, through, that, through our website. Uh, and then there's also a, a link you can go on and, and actually see some of the quotes and some of the positions that candidates have taken. In this case, right at the moment, we've got President Trump and Joe Biden. But shortly, we're going to be launching our scorecard, which will outline several other key races in the, in the Congress uh, on their positions as well. So, but at the moment, you can go on. And, and also, you can also find where to vote. So if, if you're unsure, if you're new, a new first-time voter, you can actually click on, click on the link, and it'll show you exactly where you can vote in your particular lo- locality. So it's kind of a one-stop shopping for registration for, for voter, voter, voter education, where to find uh, your polling place. Very, very important thing uh, that we're doing right now to get. And, and by the way, mm-hmm. there's probably at least now 5 million first-time gun owners in the right. first seven months of this year. So we are really making an all-out effort to get these first-time gun owners who maybe were on the fence with regard to Second Amendment issues before they bought their first gun. Now they've got some skin in the game. Now they ought to be paying a little bit closer attention to what candidates, whether it be for the House, the Senate, or the presidency, are mm-hmm. saying about their right to own a firearm. To, to, to literally um, own a gun. So, yeah. Exactly. So I think, truthfully, this 5 million new, new first-time gun owners this is this could be a game changer in terms of the gun rights movement, okay? Yeah, because and for everybody now else, got some skin in the game. Exactly. I want to say it again: it's gunvote.org. It's a great resource from the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Get registered to vote. Uh, find out where to vote. Lots of other information. Gunvote.org. Joe Bartosi, president of the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Thank you so much for your time. Great, Tom. It's always great to talk to you. Uh, and let's keep up the good work. And let's keep getting the message out here for. Uh, pro-second candidate. Very good. Thank you, sir. I'll have some comments about that when we come back and some other things you need to be doing. I'm Tom Gresham, 866-TALK-GUN. Get you in here. This is Gun Talk. Built to perform in the harshest conditions, the Ruger American pistol can take it all, from ice to dust and everything in between. The Ruger American pistol features a short take-up trigger, no-back sights, and a recoil-reducing barrel cam with low-mass slide for reduced felt recoil, plus a modular grip system with three sizes to fit almost any hand. Check it out at Ruger.com. The Ruger American pistol, because anything else would be un-American. Today, America is in crisis. We're called to protect our families and communities. But anti-gun politicians are working to strip those protections from us. They're shutting down our right to self-defense, violating our rights. At the same time, they're releasing prisoners onto our streets, leaving us defenseless. We are America, and we won't let them use this crisis to strip away our rights. Register to vote at www.gunvote.org. Mental Health and Guns. At Walk the Talk America, we're working with both the mental health community and the gun industry. Created by a gun industry veteran, Walk the Talk America seeks to raise awareness and create change through suicide prevention and firearm safety without legislation. We strive to eliminate the prejudice that firearms and mental health face. For more information and to support Walk the Talk America, please visit walkthetalkamerica.org. 
A passion for shooting and hunting has driven product innovation at Hodgson Powder Company since 1947. Innovations like black powder substitutes, muzzle-loading pellets, and smokeless powder features like anti-copper fouling agents or temperature insensitivity. A family business from the beginning, Hodgson Powder Company is the largest U.S. supplier of smokeless black powder and black powder substitute propellants distributed under the Hodgson, IMR, Winchester, Pyrodex, 777, and GoX brands. Hodgson Powder Company, the gunpowder people. We were able to put two things that happened separately, maybe weeks and weeks apart, and put them together and go, oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, that just happened for me right here uh, during the last segment. Joe Bartosi from National Shooting Sports Foundation, in describing, and I knew about gunvote.org, a place where you can go and register to vote, he said, no, no, you can actually, it connects you to your state registrar, vote registrar, and you can register to vote right there. I went, huh, wait a minute. A few weeks ago, we had a gun store owner on here, and he had figured out that they could set up to become a registrar, a registration location for voter registration. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, if gunvote.org allows you to do that, I think what that means is that any gun store can now register voters. Any gun store could set up a computer, set up to gunvote.org, and ask each person who comes in, hey, are you registered to vote? Well, we can take care of that right now, right here. Oh, well, I don't live here. Not a problem. I don't live in the state. Not a problem. You just put in where you live in this thing, and it will take care of it, and you could register to vote right now. So none of this, well, you know, I don't know. I can't get down there. I can't. No, 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 no. You made it to the gun store. Take five minutes. Take 10 minutes, whatever it takes, and we'll get you to gunvote.org. Of course, any individual can go there anyway. But I'm just thinking about the idea of gun stores being able to do that. So just I don't know. Just think about that thing. Let's go talk to uh, Doug on line one out of North Carolina. Hey, Doug, I got about uh, 40 seconds. Uh, if you could dive in real quick. Well, I'll try. I went to front site for uh, Labor Day weekend, had a four-day defensive handgun course. I thought the uh, facility was outstanding, and the staff mm -hmm. was very professional and cur uh, courteous. Uh, but there was a few cases that I was a little concerned about. They kind of they taught us to close uh, to aim with one eye closed, which in prior training that I've had, Ooh. I was always instructed to keep both eyes open so you could see the threat 360 degrees around you. Hey, uh, Doug, I'm, you know what? This is too important. We've got to hold you over the break, man. I, I, I want to be able to talk about this. I want to know more about this. So don't go anywhere. This is good stuff. I appreciate you calling, and I apologize for having to break up your call this way, but uh, we, we short cited you or short-circuited you on the deal, then we'll, uh, we'll pick this up on the backside. Shoot with one eye closed. Hmm. All right, we're back. We're talking with Doug out of uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Doug, you said you went to Front Sight with your wife for training. 
and you're giving us a range report, so we got a little more time now. I appreciate you holding on, so uh, go ahead and pick that up again, if you would, please. Sure, not a problem. Uh, basically, uh, they, they instructed us to shoot with one eye closed, and when I brought it up and questioned it, uh, you know, that I've been taught previously with both eyes open, which, matter of fact, is very hard for me to do, mm-hmm. um, but so you could see any kind of potential threat coming on your blind side. And the, basically the answer was that you can only take care of one threat at a time, take care of that threat, and then you would scan and assess. And if somebody's coming on your, on your blind side, then you can address that when it comes to you. Uh, and then the other thing, um, now, now these range uh, folks that we had, they were retired 20-plus years from the L.A. or Las Vegas Police Department, and one was 30 years of infantry uh, in the Army. And they were very good. I, I really enjoyed them. I did learn a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a little, there was a few uh, little differences with some prior training that I had had. Uh, hmm. So, you know, it, it was, but other well, than that, I really well, enjoyed it. All right, well, let and, me ask you then. Um, and this is one of the reasons we say, look, take training at different places, and then it's up to you to apply what you think works best for you. So when you came away from that, you have trained with both eyes open. Now you've trained to close one eye. What's your thought? Which way are you going to go? Well, I was four days with closing one eye, and and I'm not a very good shot. Uh, but I think it does help me for one eye closed. I'm my I'm a left eye dominant, but I'm a right-handed uh, pistol shooter and a left-handed uh, rifle shooter, just as you are, uh, okay. listening from some other podcasts from you. Um, but I would, I felt comfortable with one eye closed, but I believe that that is dangerous. So I, I feel like I need to kind of go back to what I was doing prior. Yeah. And the other thing that they also preached was the weaver stance, and I was not ever taught the weaver stance, and I kind of mm-hmm. felt like that that was maybe a little outdated also. Uh, but one other thing I want to add mm-hmm. is I shot a small pocket pistol, the SIG 365, right. and so it is a lot harder to shoot, and I was shooting it from concealment the entire time. And I was the only one that was doing that. Everybody had outside the waistband, and a lot sure. of folks were not concealed. Okay. Uh, so that took me a lot harder, or a lot, you know. Yeah, you're you're making it harder, you're making it real world. But you know what? That's called training. That's that's smart on exactly. your part, I think. Exactly. And so I went with that mindset to always, you know, inside the waistband and things. Uh, but I did change my holster position, so I learned that. And okay. I raised it up a little higher to where I could grip the handle a lot better. So that was good. And look, again, I'm going to run out of time here, and I'm not going to be able to get to your, the issues with you had with your wife. We'll talk about, I mean, not your wife, with your wife's pistol. <laughs> that was not right. Uh, we'll talk about that another time. But I'm going to throw this at you. Um, Go with your gut. I think both eyes open makes more sense in the tactical. If you're shooting targets, yeah, fine. Close one eye. Who cares? You might even help you shoot smaller groups. Might help you shoot better. 
But if you're trying to figure out if there's a horde of people out there and somebody's coming at you from the side, yeah, you can only deal with one problem at a time. But how do you know if when it might be time to switch from that target to this other one that's closer and moving faster that you didn't see because you had one eye closed? Uh, as for Weaver versus Isosceles, try them both. See which one works for you. That's why we like trying different things. 866-TALK-GUN when we come back using an AR-15 for defense. You betcha. We'll tell you how.